0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie.
1: And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. (laughs) Welcome to our show about the things we love and the things we hate and the things we love to hate and debating whether Kirstie has Oreo teeth or not. (laughs) (laughs) This episode
0: is going to be all about my Oreo teeth, because I made the choice to bring an Oreo milkshake to this recording. (laughs) Because you know what's really fun in an audio medium is, like, lots of little gritty bits you gotta chew.
1: It's at least better than Scary Echo Land. (laughs) Yeah, that was tough, and we apologize. I'm so sorry.
0: That was a really hard decision. For both of us. hmm But I stand by posting it in its scary echoing form.
1: Yeah, it's almost unlistenable, but what would be more unlistenable would be us trying to fake being surprised at our choices for awards.
0: Even worse, we would have had to have been, like, at the top. Be like, okay, guys, we already recorded this once, and we have to re-record it, so here we go. And then get into it and be like, okay, so we talked about this... But what we talked about last episode was <laughs> etc. Yeah,
1: like you know how Kirsty and Kelsey Google a thing is tedious? This would yes. have been worse.
0: You know how sometimes Kelsey and I have entire segments where we just talk about our exchanges in Slack? Yeah. It would have been like that. Yeah. For a whole no one podcast. Wants it. No.
1: No one wants it.
0: So <laughs> So if you're a brave enough soul to listen to the echoes, we appreciate you. Yeah. It was a particularly good award
1: season though. It was. And maybe you, someday we'll post who won. So,
0: <laughs> so that you can read it in a blog post instead of listening to Kelsey in the Dungeon of Doom.
1: Mm, maybe.
0: Um, I guess the other thing it's a good season for
1: is Pilots. <laughs> the gift we give ourselves every year. Every year. It's Pilot Palooza. <laughs> It's like two weeks of torment of like, I have to watch six episodes of TV. Ugh. And I do this too, in fairness. It's not even just mm. a piercing problem.
0: It's so true. <laughs> Kelsey does whine about it every year as if Kelsey didn't watch a thousand episodes of television last year. Correct. Um,
1: 1100 to be more precise, but it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we gripe about it, but then we like build up to two weeks of not talking about the six episodes of TV we watched. And yeah. I think that's like the biggest fun part for us yes
0: yes although i kind of blew it this year and talked a lot about the tv i was watching
1: she like kept insisting on slacking me and i'd be like wow really i was trying
0: not to that was practicing restraint i know oh boy yeah um but we broke a lot of rules this year we changed the way that we pick shows yep which i think was for the better correct uh we did it in a draft format and uh there are two shows on here where we have both seen the entire season yes and also both of those shows kelsey watched outside of pilot season
1: (laughs) no one i waited until we drafted it so it's okay I did
0: only because that's when Netflix released it. W-
1: okay, <laughs> this is some real fucking. I'm trying to make this about here. you
0: being a hero okay. over
1: here. Okay, I've also seen more episodes of two other shows. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm curious
0: about that. Uh huh.
1: Some of us can keep secrets from Slack.
0: Wow, <laughs> I'm Kelsey, and I never talked to Kirstie. <laughs> that's what I just heard.
1: I'm Kirstie and I do teasers about men's heights. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so excited,
0: Kelsey. I wish we weren't. I don't know
1: if one of them is the one that I know about. Uh, I'm assuming it is. Okay. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Okay, so we're going to do this in reverse order. Yes. Because I think what we're most excited about comes at the end. And you know how we can go off on a tangent. We don't want to end on like a meh. Yes. And for what it's (laughs) worth. We are also giving
0: ourselves a gift of a full other episode to talk about the things that come at the end. Two more episodes. Two more episodes. So basically, you're getting like a three part pilot Palooza disguised as new content, <laughs> <laughs> but only because we know we can't be trusted. So, yeah,
1: I think that's also how clickbait works.
0: Yeah, so here we are. That's what I've learned from having Google alerts. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like Google. Alerts was like the news cycle in every other sector is gaining speed. So what if we do that except with nine hundred articles about Priyanka Chopra going to a hair salon? She broke lockdown, Kiersey. (laughs) God. (laughs) I I literally got, like, seven Google alerts last night between, like, 10.45
1: and, like, 11.30, and I was like, holy shit, Google. Please. Google needs to calm down. It's also been
0: pretty buck wild on the Mitsubishi Outlander
1: (laughs) search inquiry today. It's also been wild on the women whose life savings have been... Taken in the Sam and con. Yeah. Which, like, I do feel bad for them, but also these photoshops are so bad. Like, how? Why? It's how? so
0: bad. There's so much to unpack there. Yeah. So much.
1: That's not what this podcast is Catfishing is a serious is for, but...
0: issue.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, as is true life crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to get into something with people going missing and i did it wrong i'm using into the premise of the first <laughs> oh my pilot
1: nice segue
0: thank you thank you
1: um do you want to tell the people what our first show is yes. since you nominated it yeah so this one
0: is surf party and this one has been in the hat in pilot palooza's past um, and, I don't know, we just, like, kept not getting to it, and season four is being pretty widely talked about on the critic circuit right now, so it's been sort of back, back on Twitter. Yep. Um, so it seems like a good time to get it in there. hmm
1: See what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you want to bear me a premise? I can bear you a premise. The premise is there's a series of people who live in New York who are all friends. And their college classmate goes missing. And it doesn't seem like someone they, like, kept in touch with, but it's, like, someone they knew. Um, And the main character has a shitty boyfriend and, like, no career prospects. And so... She gets, like, kind of drawn into this mystery of the missing classmate. And that's pretty much it.
0: That's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. This was, like, I think perhaps of all the pilots, the pilotiest pilot. In the sense that I think it was, like, there wasn't a whole lot of anything in particular. It was very much just, like, here is some table setting. These are people. This is a premise. You will care about these things.
1: I don't think it did enough from a pilot perspective. Like, I wasn't pulled in, really, at all. I think
0: that, to me, was more a reflection of the general, like, tone of the show. Which I resented. (laughs) (laughs) I was under the impression that it was, like... Like, I knew it was sort of, like, a dark comedy, but the way people on Twitter talk about it is, like, it's very, very funny. And maybe it gets there, but I feel like it's not as funny as I was told it would be. Yeah, I felt very let down. I thought it was going to be, like, more sitcom
1: Yeah. I definitely thought I was going to have more fun, and instead mm-hmm. I just was annoyed by New York people, which is, like, my always yeah. state of being, so I didn't need more of it. It's very, like... <laughs>
0: Kind of young New Yorkers trying to find their way.
1: Had a real girls vibe. Yeah.
0: Kind of. Kind of. Kind
1: of. I just, yeah. I didn't love it. I don't, I don't know. It didn't do it for me at all.
0: No. I did think briefly about trying to go just to season four and, like, read some Wikipedia in between.
1: Mm. for, like, highlights, but I don't know. Yeah, I think this was my least favorite out of everything that we watched.
0: I don't know, interestingly, I think the jury's out for me on this one. Mm. I don't, not because I hated them all so much, but, like, there's quite a few that sort of fall in the middle for me, so I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like any of them were bad, like, they're all good good tv i think but i don't yeah i don't know that any of their search party and the one we're going to talk about next are like my bottom two but i don't know that i would call like any one my least favorite i just don't think they're like for me
1: yeah this one i like just hated the most (laughs) (laughs) because i hated the people so much like yeah I just don't need more shows about, like, millennials who are lost in New York. Lost and lonely millennials who listen to true crime podcasts. Yeah. Like, okay. Been there, done that. Don't need it. So. Fair. That's kind of where I landed with this one. That's fair. Yeah. All right. That was brief.
0: That was brief. (laughs) I feel like that about a lot of the ones we're going to talk about. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah.
1: Um, so the next one on our list is The Undoing.
0: This one was a big deal when the news broke about it.
1: This has been a big deal, and it was a big deal when it was on, and I think that's, like, a pandemic problem. More than a, like, a product of it being that good, although I could be proven wrong. Um... I just think it was one of those things where, like, it was kind of zeitgeisty for a minute. Right.
0: Mostly, but I meant it's a big deal because it stars Hugh Grant.
1: Yeah. Our fun uncle. Our fun uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hugh Grant, like, getting back into the spotlight. He got some some of his big press opportunities. Out it's of a this very Hugh
0: Granty year. role.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it is at the same time. it might, I think it's, like, the new Hugh Grant.
0: <laughs> mm. Part of his, like, rebranding strategy. Yeah, I do think that. Like, hi, I'm Hugh Grant, and I can do other things. Mm-hmm. I'm versatile. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, yeah, this is Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, and it's made by the same person who made Big Little Lies, I believe. Oh. For a showrunner. That's a fun tidbit. So, yeah, hit me with a premise. Um, So
0: there is a wealthy New York family. Um, Nicole Kidman is the mom, and she is, like, a really cunning and insightful therapist. And Hugh Grant is the dad, and their kid goes to this, like, bougie prep school where everyone's rich and bougie. And one day at committee meeting for some gala or whatever, they meet this mom who's new to the committee, who's not like the other moms because she has a screaming baby and she's not rich. And she, like, breastfeeds in front of them. And it's very alarming. And right away, she's, like, weirdly connected to Nicole Kidman and gets very into her. And then there's a gala. And then after the gala, they all, all the parents find out that This new mom has been murdered. And then Nicole has been Nicole husband's... (laughs) Nicole husband. (laughs) Nicole Kidman's husband mysteriously goes
1: missing. Yeah. Yeah, so my understanding of the entire rest of the season is, up until the very last episode, you don't know who has done it.
0: I thought it was, like, a given that it was Hugh Grant.
1: I don't think it is. I think, like, there's a twist that it's someone else. I don't know. Uh-oh. Huh. I could be wrong, but I do know, according to the Twitter discourse, <laughs> sure, <laughs> it was a mystery <laughs> up until the end. Um, this was fine. Is it this was intended
0: like, to be, like, a, a one-and-done miniseries kind of deal? I don't know, Ch- but probably. In fairness, they said the same thing about Big Little Lies, and then right. they lied. And they made
1: a second season. Yeah. What this lacks... That Big Little Lies has, um, in addition to being like way more petty in a fun way, mm-hmm. is the like vistas of like Monterey. Yeah. <laughs> like again, fuck off with New York. I'm done.
0: <laughs> the city <laughs> the needs New York.
1: Pilot Palooza is nothing set in New York. <laughs> No more New
0: York. There's a full embargo. You know, the the most like New York bullshit they did is that drone shot where Nicole Kidman is in like the gala, which is in like an upper floor of some skyscraper. Mm -hmm. And the camera like zooms out on her and then it's like a drone shot from the window and then it switches to a different drone shot further Mm. away of the same window. And you can still see her, but it's harder to see because there's more reflection in the glass because it's the city and then it, like, zooms out even more and then it's just, like, skyline.
1: (laughs) In case you forgot.
0: In case you forgot we were in New York.
1: Like, if you grant, stay where you belong. (laughs) Get out of there. You did a ton of New York movies. Yeah, but he's... I know. Every rom-com was set in New York hello have you seen notting hill come on now
0: (laughs) there's like three places you can have a rom-com but one of them is new york
1: okay correct but this is not a (laughs) rom-com
0: no this one to me was like doing too much of the i'm doing something weird but what am i doing you'll have to watch to find out which is my least favorite posture in a pilot Like, yes, I understand I have to watch more of this show. I understand that's how television works. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It had, like, a little bit of Ozark energy, too. Yeah. So, I don't don't need... Like, Nicole Kidman is great. Yep. Do do whatever you want. Hugh Grant, do whatever you want. Yep. Why is it this?
0: I am intrigued. Like, I do think it seems like an interesting show. I don't know that I'll have time to get back to it. I think, like, in a world where I can watch a thousand episodes of TV in one year... Maybe I would get back to it. But I think every Pilot Palooza, I make a lot of false promises about the shows
1: I'm going to get back to, and this is one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to pick it up again. Yeah. Even though I'm in desperation level.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'd read spoilers about it online. Is that a more accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I'll read a write up of the season arc.
1: Mm hmm. That's about it.
0: Yeah. What's next? Up next is the flight attendant, which I think is an interesting next step from the undoing. I have some thoughts about these two in relationship to each other. Hmm. Um. Premise me.
1: Okay, I forgot that's my job.
0: Yeah. Well, because I did the <laughs> last one.
1: Okay, so flight attendant um is about a flight attendant. <laughs> that's good stuff already. <laughs> And she is, like, a little bit, doesn't have her life together. She parties a lot and is irresponsible. And so she meets a guy on a flight and she goes out with him in Thailand, I think. Right, Time. Yep. And she, um, like, goes out, gets wasted, blacks out, and then the next day she wakes up and he's stabbed to death in the hotel room with her and she doesn't remember anything so then it becomes kind of a like fucking with your head but in a fun way (laughs) narrative about her like piecing this back together and then you also sort of get hints of like there's more to the story than just this there's like some deep-seated issues that we're going to uncover along the way
0: yes and i think in the lineup of the rest of the shows we watch this one has the type of comedy that i was expecting search party to do correct and this one does a better job of the there's something weird going on here but you'll have to stay to find out than the undoing does yeah it like pairs those two things very effectively
1: it does. And I loved it. I loved it too. I thought it was fun. It was so fun. It's I've super fun. One more of these so
0: far. Oh, yeah? Mm hmm. Is the next like, one just as fun?
1: Yes, it is. And the show has, like, low key some things going for it that work for us. Yeah. Um, including there's a director, something. Um, It's at least the director of the first episode who is the director and writer of The Spy Who Dumped Me, which we love, and I think that brings a lot lot of the same energy. Um, The showrunner of Everwood is involved in this show. No way! And the music guy from Everwood is involved in this show. (laughs) That's so fun! All of our friends! There's a lot of weird, weird connections in here. Um, Blake Neely? Yeah. Oh, hey friend! Yeah. Oh, Greg Berlanti, there he is. Yep, that's who I was thinking of.
0: Mm, this is just a list of names, so. Yeah. Uh. It be coming in but on the slack.
1: I thought this was like super fresh feeling. It is. It had a lot going for it. Um. I heard. Well, I listened to uh, I think PCHH about this, and I guess Kaylee Quoco like bought this with her for her production company and like made it herself and put herself in it and like I guess good on you if you want to yeah. <laughs> make That's one way to do it. Sweet, sweet Big Bang Theory money. Yeah, because um, she's good in this. She's super good. She rides yeah. a lot of very fine lines. Yeah. Um... Also, the credit sequence is awesome. I love the credits. <laughs> it's like very James Bondy, like with a cartoon, like or almost Mad Men-ish, too. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a fun table setting vibe for what you're getting into because I think it it does like toe the line, like you said, between being too much and being fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was on the right side of like gory and scary for me. Yeah, and,
0: like, they sort of play with the gore elements, like, as the flashbacks continue, or the hallucinations, or whatever they are, like, the gore Mm -hmm. goes away, and, like, those sequences evolve a little bit, and, like, they frame the mystery in a way that's, like, I can't think of anything better than, like, they do it effectively.
1: (laughs) It's got almost like a Jane the Virgin vibe. It
0: does.
1: Where it's like, this is a serious thing, but also it's going to be kind of fun and neon and...
0: We're all having a pretty wild time with this thing that would otherwise be dark and
1: soapy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to keep watching it. I thought it was great. We also... had an important note that they played ABBA within, like, the first ten minutes of this, and that really speaks to our soul. It really does. I think,
0: like, it's the soundtrack in the show is incredible in general, Mm -hmm. and they use music cues in a way that I haven't seen TV do in a while. Yeah. uh, Which I, like, super appreciate, because a well-used soundtrack is hard to beat. Yes. But then... They have that establishing shot with boulevard, and I was like, This is what dark TV is missing. <laughs> like, there mm-hmm. needs to be more. First <laughs> of all, there needs to be more ABBA, like, full yeah. stop. But there also yep. needs to be more, like, Eurovision used ironically. Yes. In dark dramas. Yeah, I want that. That's a sensibility I can get behind. Mm-hmm. You don't have to light a single one of your shots if you back it with ABBA. <laughs> A hot tip for Jason Bateman.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't have any other thoughts other than that. This one is great. one, too,
0: that I feel like every critic just, like, watched the pilot and then was like, this is a good show and I've watched all of it in 10 minutes.
1: Because they all had screeners oh, and then when the embargo went up, they were all like, this is good. That's why it feels sad. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like
0: so unanimous.
1: It was just like
0: we are a united front in that you should watch this. Yes. Which I love it when it's so like straightforward and uncomplicated Mm
1: -hmm. in terms
0: of like critic reception.
1: Yeah, I felt I felt confident in this that I wasn't like being misguided. Yeah. Um what's next? Up next,
0: I think you're supposed to introduce next, because you just did oh, last yeah, premise. I am. Um, I, you can do kidding. this premise if you want.
1: Next is the Queen's Gambit.
0: Yeah. So the premise <laughs> of this is there's, like, a little orphan girl whose parents have died or whatever. And so she ends up in a Catholic orphanage. And learns to play chess and takes hallucinogens because it's the, like, 40s and Catholic orphanages were allowed to tranquilize their children. Yeah. And she gets, she becomes like a chess prodigy. And the episode ends with us knowing, okay, this girl is really good at chess and it's the only thing that'll save her from the orphanage.
1: And also she has a low-key tranquilizer addiction.
0: Also she's super addicted <laughs> to the drugs, and she's nine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, why they stopped giving drugs to kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. This show had a little bit more of the, like, I'm trying to be prestige yes. feel to it, and...
0: I thought are I heard you, something.
1: Okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen, like, three episodes of this, and I'm still not having a ton of fun with it. I feel like this is
0: one where I heard on Twitter that, like, you have to watch the whole season. Like, this mm. this one has big 10-hour movie vibes. Mm-hmm. Because it starts with this, like, shot of her in a bathtub, and then someone knocks on a door, and she, like cryptically looks at the time and starts swearing and then she like runs down a hallway and then she sits down at a chess tournament and then the rest of the episode is flashbacks and it ends without you ever going back to the present time yeah so i think the whole thing is like really doing the 10-hour movie bullshit and i feel like you then have to watch the whole season to get out of it what they want you to get
1: I don't disagree. I just don't know that chess is that compelling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. i don't know why, but I guess I sort of thought that like when everyone talked about it being about chess, it was gonna be like chess as a vehicle for storytelling. No. It sort of seems like it's gonna be about chess. It's about
1: chess.
0: It really it's seems about, like
1: the chess circuit. <laughs> okay.
0: It seems like it's a lot about how this one chick has no other personality besides chess because she's so repressed and abused.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah. It's not bad, but is it, like, something I am that excited about? No.
0: It just doesn't seem like there's much to it, like.
1: That's where I'm stuck at, and, like, maybe there will be. I've seen a couple episodes, like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing, but.
0: Like, do you have a sense of what it's working towards? Like, what the point of it all is?
1: Every episode I've seen if it ended with that episode I'd be okay with that like the story would feel complete enough that it'd be like okay, whatever. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like they're like little vignettes almost.
1: Yeah. Um the second one jumps you ahead to like I don't know like 5 or 8 years from this point. Okay.
0: So Probably. the the beginning of the episode was like 1960 something. 64, I want to say. Like, sometime in the 60s. So then, so the next episode is, like, her as a teenager then, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I just get vibes that they're, like, I don't know, it's Netflix doing Netflix. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right? Like, tortured genius quietly does thing on television for several hours because we have billions of dollars.
1: Yeah. And you'll I watch mean, it I anyway. Will, I'm happier seeing a tortured genius that isn't like a middle aged white man. <laughs> That's fair. That's a nice step. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it gets more compelling. I don't know.
0: I said to you, like, this is, I said this within like the first 15 minutes, but like, this is a show that could really benefit from an editor. Like, this is proof to oh my me. God, yes that <laughs> that we are not editing television enough anymore and that there are some benefits to the pre-streaming age when you had to like plan around constraints. Yeah. because there are way too many sequences of her learning specific chess moves. She hallucinates the chessboard on the ceiling in bad CGI entirely too many times. Like after the, yeah. after the third time, we really we really get it. Yeah, Um, you can show that she has a tranquilizer addiction for the sake of learning chess in fewer than 17 montages is what I'm saying yeah and I also don't love that the entire first episode is just like we're going to show you significant childhood trauma without explaining to you why yeah like I don't believe all narrative has to like handhold you all the way through it. But I do think in this case where you, like, start an episode with a mini-plot, like girl is late for chess game. (laughs) And then you suddenly flash back for the remaining 45 minutes to significant childhood trauma, and then the credits just cut to black. Yeah. Without ever circling back as to why we just did that. I think that's a a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing has big, like, that scene in Sorcerer's Stone where they play chess vibes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Which is, like, to be clear, not a compliment. Thank you, Chris Columbus. Nope.
0: Didn't need that. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that there's a scene where all of the girls in the orphanage have to watch an anatomy video. Mm. And it's, like, this square white guy. Who's, like, a total, like, nerd. And he's talking about having to stay hydrated. And he calls water nature's wonderful lubricant. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good guess. That detail has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) It's just really living rent-free in my head. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's one of those moments where I'm like... Even if that is a real video from its time, either somebody had to find that archival footage and choose that exact snippet, or someone had to write and recreate that. Yep. And either way, we were blessed with nature's wonderful (laughs) lubricant.
1: So Yeah, that's special. (laughs) You love to see it. Yeah, I love to see it oh man okay okay so
0: up next we're now getting these last two this is maybe record time for a pilot palooza just by the way
1: you know we're just gonna go 40 minutes long now on these two shows
0: (laughs) now is the time that we are all here for (laughs) so first up is a gift that kelsey has waited for so long to bring to this podcast I have, and that gift is Ted Lasso. Yay! <laughs> Fear me, this beautiful, beautiful premise, my friend. Okay,
1: um, Ted Lasso is just great. Um, you should see
0: her beaming right now, guys. Like she's. I love this. This is the moment she's been waiting for. No.
1: <laughs> the moment I've been waiting for is next, but that's okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, um, okay, so Ted Lasso is a show based on an NBC Sports, like, promo segment, which is just a wild fucking premise to begin with, but um, it's about a coach, a football coach from the Midwest, who gets hired to coach a Premier League soccer team in the UK, even though he doesn't know anything about soccer. So his character was created to educate dumb Americans about soccer.
0: <laughs> okay, so what's, what's the premise of the Ted Lasso bit? In the bit, is he the coach of a soccer league and it's all a joke about the word football? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. And so. so then does that make the show like the origin story of the bit?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't have like that much. Like is
0: this supposed to be the prologue?
1: I don't think so. I think it's just, like, this is a fun character.
0: Like, we just like this guy we made up for yeah promos, so yeah. now he gets a yeah. show. Okay. Yeah.
1: But he's been around for, like, years. He'd so... be, like,
0: giving, like, Tony the Tiger a show. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but his deal is basically, like, he's a nice guy who's an optimist, and he gets hired, basically, with... This, like, false premise of, like, turning the team around. But really, he's hired by the bitter ex-wife of the team owner who just wants to run the team into the ground to, like, spite her ex-husband. So, he doesn't know that. So, he's just there, like, doing his thing. (laughs) Trying his best. (laughs) Trying his best. And the team, like, doesn't really buy into him yet. And the media doesn't buy into him yet. And... That's sort of where we leave, like, the whole first episode is him just kind of there, and I just took your job of explaining the premise.
0: <laughs> no, yet, it was no, your I turn didn't... to do premise. I okay. did the last premise.
1: I was like, shit, I think I took her... Re- no. No, okay, no, no, okay. no. No, 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 no. It was
0: your okay. turn. Um, yeah. I'm just really yeah, quick so... rereading. This is one of the shows that we cheated and watched the whole season of, so I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure I remembered which one exactly was.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of notes on this if you need me to go through. And-
0: <laughs> okay, no, I got there. I remember okay. where we stopped.
1: Um, tell me your thoughts on the pilot. It's a very cute pilot. It This
0: is, we talk about this a lot with shows, but this is like a show that just walks through the door knowing exactly who it is and what it's there to do. It's very unambiguous. And, like, Ted Lasso, like, literally walks into the first shot of the show and into your heart, and that is just what the rest of the season is going to be like.
1: Yeah. You can draw, like, very clear lines of, like, character growth from the very first episode through the whole season, and it seems like, to your point of, like, Netflix get an editor? Yeah. I guess Apple
0: TV Plus Uh, knows what they're doing? This one is, like, a very tight open-and-shut, like, kind of formulaic... Yeah. It's it's very much like in the Mike Sure family of shows, where it's like, we're going to do friendship, and we're going to do nice people, making the people around them more nice, and at the end of it, everyone's going to be happy for it. And that's not a spoiler, because you can see that in the pilot. Yeah. Like, the the work the pilot does is to be like, this is Ted Lasso, and he is nice, and this is ten other people, and they are salty. What do you think's going to happen?
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> It's got, like, the Parks and Rec vibe of, like, here's Leslie Nope, here's all these people. <laughs> exactly. What will happen? <laughs>
0: Except I think it's, like, even slightly more pointed than that, because at yeah. least Leslie yeah. Nope was kind of a mess in the pilot. Yep. yep, yep. But it's, like, Ted Lasso has the kind of charm right from the beginning where you're like oh okay so he's essentially good at everything he does and like people don't trust him or don't get his deal right away but like everything always goes according to his plan if you just let it happen right yeah
1: right um i think in like at least in my house like we're desperate for more shows like Schitt's Creek and, like, that are a warm hug. And this is, like... It just felt good when we watched this to be like, oh my god, we found another one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. I do feel like this is becoming its own genre. Yeah. Like, TV for nice people only. Yeah. It has, like, a canon now because it's, like, Parks and Rec and Schitt's Creek and The Good Place and Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like, we have now... A genre for it.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, they share, like, a similar moral code, and I think that's part of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think the characters on this show are also, like, super well f- fleshed out, and, like, you know them right away. hmm You don't... They're not playing games like right. <laughs> they are with fucking, like... The undoing. Right. Like, we don't know. Like, everyone is a... It's clear what they are. It's very clear from the beginning. They do a really good job of, like, you know every major character and everything they're going to be telling you in the first episode, which I think is... It's good for a pilot. <laughs> That's sort of, sort of the ideal situation, isn't it? <laughs> right? Um, one thing that... I wanted to bring up is um, it seems like they lean on, like, the established language of Friday Night Lights mm. to, as a shorthand for a lot of the show. and that, I mean, it, it is other sports narratives, too, but I think, like, if you see someone in a sports narrative walk out onto an empty field and stare around while there's, like, instrumentals, you know what you're supposed to feel because you watch Friday Night Lights and you know what you're supposed to feel. Yeah. Or, like, you see the sign being taped up in the locker room and you're like, okay, it's clear eyes, full, the hearts don't, and can't lose, (laughs) but different. Like, they're doing a lot of, like, visual cues that come from, you know, that... Like that's History. in the DNA ultimately. Yeah, this
0: is like a generation or two removed, or like it's weird cousins somehow.
1: Yeah, but and it's Ted all the Blasso's same. Like the more fun, <laughs> Coach Taylor. I could see that. Um, but I I just thought like it was interesting how how like you can pull on those strings in this world.
0: Yes, and it's very fun and quirky. It is.
1: They have a lot of really good jokes about Britishisms, which made me laugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ted is like a very good, like, audience proxy for how weird it is to be an American. <laughs> mm hmm.
1: Yeah, he has this, like, his assistant coach comes with him and he doesn't, like, say a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's always, like, telling him the right, like, Ways to say things or telling him that the what he's saying is a correct. Yes, it's, it's real good.
0: It's very good. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna do a full episode about Ted Lasso, So we're like practicing a little restraint. yeah, we are' because you'll get another hour of this
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like skimming my notes to see if there's anything we missed here that's important to talk about for the pilot. Oh, I love Nathan. <laughs> oh, Nathan's the best.
0: He has Nathan. big, um, who's the guy from Great British Bake Off? Raul? Yes, he has big Raul vibes. Oh my god, he does.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, he does, like, the single most storytelling lift in this whole pilot, because there's a little, like, he-, he he meets Ted and the coach, and Ted asks him his name, like, offhandedly, and then he tells him, and then he says his name again later, and he's like, oh my god, no one remembers my name. And, like, that does more yes. <laughs> for this entire show. Yes. <laughs> that That is really setting the course. Um, Ted also tells him that he loves his hot dogs. Which is <laughs> a really good fucking <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh my god um i also wrote down because it reminded me of um christmas on the square oh boy (laughs) um the what's her name rebecca asks ted if he believes in ghosts and he says (laughs) i do but more importantly i think they need to believe in themselves (laughs) that line was amazing (laughs) (laughs) angels can fly because they take themselves lightly that was so good it's so so good
0: (laughs) there's also it might be in the second episode so this may not be relevant but there's a moment where he says to Nate um I can't hear people who don't believe in themselves
1: yeah (laughs) and (laughs) that whole bit
0: is just like so charming
1: it is um Yeah, the other thing I wrote down that's, like, just a thesis statement on the whole show is they are talking about how Roy doesn't, Roy Kent doesn't respect Ted. Yeah. um, And he's, like, the team captain. And this is sort of towards the end of the episode, but Ted just says, like, he thinks he's mad now, wait till we win him over. And, like, that, (laughs) that's, that's the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Ted telling you what we're gonna do in ten episodes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, we could go on, and we will. We will. But.
0: We've scheduled it. But yeah, it's, like, very, it's very unassuming, and it's not gonna ask anything of you other than to be, like, open to the innate potential goodness of all people. Yeah.
1: And if you don't like that, I don't know why you're here. Yeah. (laughs) And to some extent. (laughs) To some extent. (laughs) To some degree. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to introduce the last topic and then okay. not interrupt you while you tell me what it's about. Okay, this is this
0: is really the moment Kelsey's been waiting for.
1: Only be yeah, okay. Um, we're talking about Bridgerton, guys. It's Bridgerton time! <laughs> I've never seen Kirstie devour a season of a show so fast. It really, I was
0: in a place for Bridgerton. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. We'll talk about this in the Ted Lasso episode, but I feel bad for Ted Lasso because I don't think my heart and mind was really, like, open to it in this yeah. particular moment. Yeah. And, like, maybe if I'd watched it, like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, my heart and mind were really receptive to Bridgerton, <laughs> and so I just sort of let it wash over me. You
1: did? I didn't think that was going to be the case, but. I didn't either, too. I was not. This, I. Well, okay. Tell me a premise.
0: I feel like I'm getting ahead of so many things. You are. The Bridgerton episode is going to be lit. So, Bridgerton is about old timey. Is this Regency? Yep. Regency era folk in like the upper class of London society. So Mm -hmm. it's like all a bunch of socialite families who have daughters who are going on the marriage market and so they have to like do their debut and find husbands and it's all just like the politics of trying to find a husband or trying to be a woman in this world where your only power is finding a husband. Meanwhile the men are gallivanting about. And so... The, like, main debutante is Daphne, and the queen, like, bestows her some favors and, like, makes her the most important one of the season. And then she, like, creates this ruse with a duke, and then hijinks ensue. Basically, their agreement becomes hijinks. Yes. Yes.
1: Their agreement is to fake...
0: Is to marriage. fake, to fake, fake courting.
1: Courting, yeah. They
0: fake that they're courting because she's trying to drum up more interest because her brother like scared up all the suitors. Yeah. So she's trying to make herself seem more desirable to the men, and yeah. the duke and doesn't want to marry like, anybody. So not
1: talk to anyone. Yeah. He just wants
0: to look unavailable. <laughs> yeah. Because he's rich, and otherwise everybody's like trying to get him to marry their daughters, and he's like, meh. Right. So, then hijinks ensue.
1: Yes. Yes. All right. So I'm going to tell you my initial reaction to this show. Okay. <laughs> I will admit that
0: I don't know how to talk about this without just going all in, so. Yeah,
1: I know. I, I have some, like, corralled thoughts okay. around this episode. Okay. Okay, but my initial reaction is this show is, like, if you've seen... This year's version of Emma. It's similar in the, like, coloring. It's very, like, cotton candy. Oh,
0: it's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, A little Jane the Virginie. Yep. 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 Lots of color going on. Lots of, like, being extra going on. Yes. So, as I was watching this, <laughs> um, what popped into my head was... In the classic (laughs) rom-com, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. (laughs) Okay, not where
0: I thought we were going to go. No.
1: Um, Matthew McConaughey delivers a (laughs) a tagline for an ad. (laughs) And it's for diamonds. Uh And the tagline is, Frost Yourself. (laughs) And the only thing that came into my head... As the sparklers were going off in the background of the show, it's fucking frost yourself, Shonda. Frost yourself in that Netflix money. (laughs) No
0: kidding. It is truly like a Shonda fever dream.
1: It's so good.
0: It's so, like, it's so luxurious and, like, completely unnecessary.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: In, like, it's... An, 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 in a way that I wish television could do more. Like, if you're having just, like, Netflix writing you blank checks, then you should be fucking living with it.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: and they did. They, like, took that money and they just rolled around in a bathtub of it. Mm-hmm. And out came Bridgerton.
1: <laughs> and it's so, like, fizzy and frothy and, like, it... it does so much for the type of narrative we're playing in. And I think, like, romance is a weird genre to adapt and to make because either you're making, like, Outlander, which is dark and real. Yeah. In a way that's, like, also totally fucking time travel. Yeah. or (laughs) Or you're making something like this that's, like, so over the top and, like, pink and ridiculous and, like, lacy and sparklers, like I said. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just going for it or you're not. But well, it's like... funny
0: because I, I made some offhand comment to you during the pilot about the Keira Knightley Pride and Prejudice, about mm-hmm. how, like, that movie was an outlander situation in the sense that everybody looks like the way they would have smelled. Yep. Even, yep. like, the rich daughters and whatever. Yep. Like, they all looked like they had some BO. Yeah. Um, and no, like, nobody in Bridgerton has ever smelled a day in their life. (laughs) No! They all smell like sunshine and unicorns. Yes.
1: Which, like, that's exactly the mindset you need to be in. Yes. For this.
0: It is a show where your heart and mind does need to be ready to receive it, except that I kind of think maybe it just claws open the neurons that are supposed to receive it.
1: Like you know how you know it <laughs> happen to you. There
0: are the, this is a tangent, but it's the only other thing I can think of that's at all similar, but you know how there are like certain scents that have like shapes on the structure of the atom that are like better designed to stick to your the little things in your nose, the receptors in your nose. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's why skunk smell so bad cuz the shape of the molecule is like designed to be more sticky yeah the show is like yes yeah. <laughs> like beams directly into your brain and the molecules just stick to your neurons,
1: yeah, and I think to that point, like they do a lot they ha- they took a really wild gamble and they use like the vitamin string quartet <laughs> versions of, like, yes. pop songs as yes. their musical cues. And it's not wrong, but it's especially not wrong because, like, if you... You're supposed to be taking a lot of this in from, like, the perspective of Daphne, who's, like, a, what, 16-year-old, like, innocent, yeah. naive child. She's got, like, big
0: season one sunset energy from like, has these romantic notions about marriage and finding love and what it'll be like to go to balls and wear these pretty dresses and
1: all that. And, like, so you take that and then you think about, like, who among us (laughs) was not downloading classical arrangements of pop songs on LimeWire at 16? (laughs) Yes, Kelsey, who among us? (laughs) Who among us? (laughs) It just hit me where I live, and I was like, no.
0: <laughs> it, like, didn't it just hit you where you live. It, like, built your house for you.
1: Yeah, and I don't even know these songs. I don't even know, like, their real versions. I don't listen to music. The only song I knew was Taylor Swift because it came out, like, six years ago. <laughs> but it's it still amazing. Swapped. It absolutely works. Well, I like it
0: better than, like, the... Kirsten Dunst, Marie Antoinette interpretation of it where it was like we're gonna wear Converse and listen to actual contemporary music Mm -hmm. because at least you still get like the cues that they want you to get from pop music you might recognize, but they're still putting it in the stylings of this universe so that it's still entrapping you.
1: Yeah, I feel like that they walked a really fine line of like modernization. (laughs) Bless you. <laughs> wow. Um, excuse me. <laughs> they locked in fine line of modernization in like every aspect, including like the visual cues, including yes. the music. Um everything like really worked. But yes. If they had gone one step either direction, it wouldn't have worked. Yes.
0: The whole thing is like extremely cohesive. And yeah. like <sighs> Precision built.
1: Also, we get Julie Andrews, God bless, saying bitches as the narrator, and I fucking live for it. That was
0: very fun.
1: (laughs) I was like, excuse me?
0: (laughs) She can do no wrong.
1: No, she's a delight. The other thing that I had fresh in my mind, and maybe this is something we'll discuss more in the next episode we record about this, but... I had just watched um, the Little Women that came out last year mm-hmm. before I watched this, and there's a really, really good um, monologue about like marriage as an economic prospect f- for women, and not just like a love match situation, and how like you don't have any money, and your children aren't your aren't yours; they're your husband's, and you have no property, and you have no agency, and like so it's not just like fun yeah and good times and i think like that was super fresh in my mind which is always a helpful context for these types of narratives because like they're trying to really like ground you in this decision making of like choosing someone to marry and you're like yeah whatever but i think it's like it's always a good Perspective. To yeah, I think have. what I, like,
0: asked you, because there's a scene very early on where Daphne, like, yells at her brother about how, like, you don't know what it's like to be a woman, mm-hmm. where, like, this is your only power, like, yeah. this is the only thing you have.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I texted you and was like, so, <clears throat> is this whole show just, like, Jane Austen, but make it Gossip Girl? Which I yeah. stand by. With my limited knowledge of Jane Austen.
1: And I told you no, but now I don't totally know.
0: I mean, you were wishy-washy about it. I was
1: wishy-washy, but I don't remember why I was wishy-washy, but I had a reason at the time.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, the whole thing is, like, there's a bunch of stuff about sisters, and there's a bunch of stuff about women wanting to make their way in the world, with or without marriage.
1: hmm
0: And then there's a bunch of stuff about how like, women still, like, are arguing that they want to make their own choices, and men treat them like they can't. Yeah. Like, women living within the systems of power that they are forced within, and still, like, sort of clawing for autonomy within those systems. Yeah.
1: I don't think you're wrong. I'm just now trying to remember, like, what my stick point in that argument was. <laughs> well, let that marinate, because
0: we're going to have yeah, to do a whole other we'll episode about it. it. <laughs> Is this where we want our bombshell, exclusive Kirstie does journalism on the heights of men? <laughs> or do we want to save
1: <laughs> Journalism. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Or do you want to save that for our Bridgerton exclusive?
1: Um, Oh, she's debating, folks. No, drop it in. It'll be a Pilot a treat for us all. Okay,
0: okay. Okay. So, um, we all know that the actor who plays the Duke is a very hot man. He's
1: super hot.
0: He's, like, so hot I almost died. Can I... Okay.
1: Yeah, we're. I'm um, saving
0: my thoughts. What? I'm saving my thoughts. Okay.
1: We're not going to be negative on Pilot Palooza. We're going to be negative next week. Oh no. I hate Daphne. All right. Fine. Okay.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> That's some conversation fodder. Yeah. Okay. Um. So he's incredibly hot and wonderful in basically every way. Yeah. And. He is. Are you ready for this? I know this one. He's 5'11", folks.
1: I got 5'10 on my Google search. Mine said
0: 5'11". Either
1: way. Either way. the
0: six foot. He's under the six foot line, which means that he's truly hot.
1: Truly hot. That means
0: that he is 100% hot. That also means he's within a height realm that, were he not a famous actor, would be attainable for somebody of my height. (laughs)
1: That's a real (laughs) leap. I'm not saying that I
0: could get it. I'm just saying. Are
1: you saying that people have to be in a certain height range to be No, I'm saying it makes things easier. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you measured, like, what range is appropriate?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, logistically speaking. Okay. Imagine trying to make out with someone who's 6'3".
1: Yeah, I'm not interested in that.
0: It would be really hard. You need a step stool every do. time. People do. Well, sure. It just, I think he's very you hot, either. is all. That's, that's the bottom line of all of this, is that he's just very hot. But the real, what, that's not the bombshell.
1: No, the bombshell is that Kirsty thinks that people who date <laughs> tall men need to carry step stools with them at all times. I just think there would be so much stooping involved. Okay. Well, I'm, who cares? It's the men who are stooping. That's right. Make them stoop. <laughs> That's how
0: we'll get ours. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, no, the real exclusive is that three of the other leading actors are five eleven. Anthony is five eleven.
1: He strikes me as shorter.
0: Um, the other brother, the middle brother, that looks mm-hmm. like Paul Rudd, he's taller.
1: He's five he's eleven.
0: Taller.
1: He's not hot. He's
0: just tall. And I think it was Colin was the other one I looked into. Is five eleven. Hmm. Why are That's all of the consistent. men of Bridget in five eleven? And also, all four of them have very different height aura.
1: Yeah, they do. Completely it's like Shonda's height. Um, Has she found like the magic height, and it's five eleven? Like, is this part of her? That's part of the formula. Yeah,
0: I saw an article that was like Shonda details you missed in Bridgerton, and maybe you're right. Maybe the Shonda detail we missed was that all the men should be five eleven.
1: I should say that she's like not actually involved in the show in any meaningful way. I know this. I'm just Chanda as an as an ecosystem is what I'm really talking about.
0: Yes, here. it's just nice when you can put a name to the content. Yeah. Is yeah. all. Yeah, that's what we call brand building, baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I would like the Duke has like six three to six five energy. Six like five. he's a tall man he's in my six head. Six
1: five in any world, but okay. Yeah,
0: Anthony has like real five seven energy. Yeah. yeah. The middle brother doesn't have a height. <laughs>
1: His hei- Or
0: anything. His height aura is... Uh, are you Paul Red? <laughs> and Colin is, like, 14, so he doesn't come up on the height registry.
1: Right. <laughs> it's all tracks.
0: And yet, somehow, all of these men are 5'11". Mm-hmm. I just... As I was, like, looking up the heights, I was like, oh, do-do-do, Google the man, and it, like, <laughs> it's... Rare to get that kind of consistency, but that said, all of our young dads are
1: (laughs) 6'1". Kirsty, height expert over here. (laughs) It's rare to get that kind of consistency with your height searches. I mean,
0: typically, you're casting different human beings, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) a representative sample of the human species is not all 5'11".
1: Someday you're gonna make a website with like one of those four quadrants that so is gonna be like hot and tall, tall and short. Yeah, I don't know what the other. I can't you're gonna see. plot them.
0: I really should. I know way too much about people's men's heights. <laughs> Google autofills height after any male actor's name. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's really fine tuned. I like that connection I share with Google. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That was a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think coming out of this, you should know what might be good for you in this moment. But what's good for us is Bridgerton.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And Ted Lasso and Flight Attendant, I think. Those yes, are our, those like, are the
0: three winners. Yeah. I feel like Bridgerton doesn't get to count as a winner of Pilot Palooza because it was always going to
1: it was a winner in our hearts. I was scared though.
0: Yeah, I I mean I was too in the sense that like other than the fact that it's Outlander bait, it doesn't do it's not in any of the other like interest groupings that you would find in like my consumer profile.
1: You would in mine. Yeah, I mean, they're all in your... <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still like... Ugh. I mean, there's a lot of things to gamble with. Like, you got your Netflix factor. Yeah. You got... It's just a lot.
0: There's just a lot going on.
1: Um, and I can't say, like, that it's even... Objectively... Like, good? But it's
0: good. <laughs> counterargument. I think it is a good showing of the genre. Like, it's like a show dog, right? Like, it has the specific criteria of the thing it's trying to be. And of those things, it executes them flawlessly.
1: Yes. I don't think it's a well that you're going to go back to time and time again.
0: No. And it's much like purebred dogs. It's not for everyone.
1: Yeah. But it's real good. It's real fun.
0: It's super fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I have no complaints. I no. will for sure be going back to it, but I don't think it's like Outlander season one.
1: Nothing will be Outlander season one. <laughs> ever.
0: Never. Never, ever. Yeah. So my, I mean, my take is similar, except I would say that Flight Attendant is the Pilot Palooza winner, and Ted Lasso and Bridgerton are sort of in a different venn diagram entirely wow yeah flight attendant because the whole point of pilot palooza was to expose us to new content
1: mm-hmm.
0: and flight attendant was the pilot that i watched and i was like oh mm-hmm. i am surprised to learn that this is a show i want to watch more of
1: i was moderately surprised about ted lasso too okay I knew, go, I knew, by the time I went into it, enough people had, like, kind of gotten into my ears and said, like, this is good. Yeah. That I was like, I'll probably like it, but when I first heard about it, I thought it was dumb. Gotcha. And I thought, like, why are we doing this, and why is this a show, and, like, I don't need it. But I needed it, and it's great. You did need it. Okay, so next week we're yes. gonna do either Ted Lasso or Bridgerton TBD. And the, the week after week, we'll do the other one. We're gonna do one of those. <laughs> Whichever one we
0: don't do next week, we're going to do the week after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the full season with lots of spoilers. So many spoilers. And probably some more heights, somehow.
0: There's always more heights. <laughs> <laughs> I think height data is just, like, good to have.
1: We need to know Roy Kent's height, because he's hot. Yes, I was let's, going to look that let's up. Let's release that now to the public. Okay. <laughs> please hold we're really the exclusive authority on <laughs> on the heights, heights
0: of random actors where is the name of this actor brett goldstein how you doing sir a fred brett
1: oh <laughs> it's like he doesn't look a fred he would not be
0: a fred at all
1: no height he is are you ready for this can i guess yes I'm going to say six foot on the dot. He's 5'11". Damn it, I was so close.
0: 2021, the year of men who are (laughs) 5'11". Nice. Oh my god.
1: That's fine. We know they're all hot then. They're all genuinely hot. Okay, I don't think every guy in Bridgerton is hot, but...
0: No, 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 no. It's not the height that makes them hot.
1: No. But when they're hot and When then they're, they're hot short, and they're
0: under six foot, it means they're actually hot. That's yes. all the hotline means.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> the hotline is the line of distortion. Yeah. Except sometimes they are both hot and tall, and then that's very exciting.
1: Kirstie's <laughs> gonna go back to Outlander now.
0: <laughs> yes. That's when we go back to gazing at Sam Hewen awkwardly. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, stay tuned for next week, which is Gonna be a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to tell us about the pilots you've watched this year and or want to complain about my echo audio <laughs> in last week's episode, you can find us on Twitter at Hate Watch With Us or you can send us an email to hate at gmail.com. You can also leave us a five-star review despite my bad audio and <laughs> write in the comments that my audio is bad instead.
0: That's leave fine. a five-star <laughs> review with your thoughts and well-wishes for Kelsey's bad audio.
1: <laughs> as well
0: as suggestions for removing that kind of echo in the future.
1: Yeah. You can also just leave a a name of a famous man and his height as a <gasps> review. Ooh,
0: five-star reviews with the heights of famous men would be yeah. actually very delightful.
1: That's the only thing we're going to ask for from
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> five star reviews only. If you're leaving less than a five star, no heights.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we don't want them. We don't want them. <laughs> um, I don't. Did I miss anything? Uh, okay, you can contact us via the form on our website.
0: Yeah. Hey, watch And we're members of the. Thought Bubble Audio Network, which is a network of podcasts. None of them do deep dives into the heights of famous men, if that's of any comfort to you. But maybe they should. Maybe they should consider that. (laughs) Thought Bubble Audio friends, if you're out there. (laughs) Explore the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find them over at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter, thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can send them emails with the heights of the famous men in the content they do cover at thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com. Um, and they also have a Patreon, which supports the infrastructure for the Thought Bubble Audio network. So find them uh, uh, using the search function Thought Bubble Audio on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's um, it until
0: next week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And thank you for being here for another year of Pilot Palooza also. This is our podcast anniversary kind of. Uh, how
0: is this number 4 or number 5?
1: I think it's I don't know. Dude in
0: 2016? <laughs>
1: I don't know how many Pilot
0: Palooses we've had, but it's been a few.
1: I it's think been this is a our few. fifth one. I'm, I'm trying to get you some metrics that are not quite as impressive as Heights, but.
0: <laughs> not everything can be. No. <clears throat> so, yeah, another year. So, we will
1: actually wrap this episode up. We have done four. This is our fifth one. Okay, I was right. Yeah. Five years Yay. of this. Jesus Christ. Why? <laughs> 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 In that Ooh, time,
0: boy. we've gotten married and had kids and bought houses and overthrown a government,
1: mm.
0: and we're still here cranking out content.
1: Yep. <laughs> Thanks sure to all are. of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah. I don't know why I said that so uncertainly. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.